Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Cam Moon and Derek Scott with you, 133 in Edmonton. We're in the last half hour of Oilers Now. Great to have you on board wherever you are. On that Ashley Fine Floors text line, it's been busy talking about small venue concerts, the best you have seen. Krista threw one in. Billy Idol at the Kinsman Fieldhouse, April Fool's Day, 1984. She didn't think it was that good a show, though. It was late, not in great form. (laughs) Well, maybe the night before got a little away. Who knows? I mean, who knows? Uh, I, I can't tell you for sure. I can tell you that we got our NHL insider, John Shannon, on the line. And, and John, let's talk about, uh, first of all, before we get to the NHL news of the day and, and such, uh, your thoughts on, on the best small venue concert you've been to? Uh, oh, gosh. Um, well, I, I would tell you that I, I went to see Sarah Harmer uh, at a, a small venue in Toronto. Probably had to be about 150 people. Closest friends uh, got invited by a, a friend that knew her. That was outstanding. And I probably did the same thing uh, on a quiet night with Sam, the Sam Roberts band. So small venues. Uh, it was basically a stand-up bar for 150 people, both places. Oh yeah, that's that's an intimate setting. I don't know. There's something yeah, yeah. about the the small venue I really enjoy, whether it's the sound or the the uh, the interaction with the crowd. It just I, I think it makes it the best. Well, I, 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 as I, I'm not really in a music aficionado, aficionado uh, but uh, in in fact, Sam and his group have become. Uh, a bit of personal friends out of that night and it's uh it's kind of enjoyable uh, you you get very envious in those kind of settings cam that these people have that much talent and you don't <laughs> <laughs> but i can appreciate you saying gosh i wish i i wish i had that talent why couldn't i sing like that <laughs> isn't that the truth uh, mm. I, I did go to a, a small venue in toronto this past year uh called cameron house and and it was it was nice. It was uh, saw a band from, play from Kingston. They were really good. And yeah, it was it was a great atmosphere. 
there's some great small venues yeah. here in Toronto. Agreed. Uh, when you and when you consider that. Uh, if you're sitting at the Horseshoe Tavern at two in the morning in the middle of summer, and you finish your last beer, and then all of a sudden Mick Jagger gets up on stage because they're rehearsing here in Toronto, which is where they always rehearse on their North American tours. True. They always rehearse here, and then next thing you know, Mick Jagger's sitting up singing. <laughs> so that'd be okay. Yeah, I think I'd be all yeah. right with that. Uh, I, I, earlier today, uh, Arizona placing Alex Galchenyuk on unconditional waivers to terminate his contract. They just signed him 12 days ago. What's going on? That, that's not good. Somebody, somebody didn't do their due diligence, I suspect. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, if you're the owner of the Coyotes, you're, you're out a few dollars. Um, better to do it now than wait until the season starts. But it certainly sounds like there's a a, a situation involving um, in, involving uh, uh, Galchenyuk off ice that they needed to address. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it's it's too bad. Um, but yeah, what are you gonna do? I, I watched the uh, I watched the Major League Baseball All Star Game on Tuesday. Uh, home run derby was on on Monday. Watch that too. Yeah, uh, yeah. From a TV point of view, and I, I expressed it earlier. I think Major League Baseball has some advantages when it comes to televising an All Star game that I, I think that uh, the other sports don't have. But uh, the fact that, and and I know ESPN Sunday Night Baseball's done it. Uh, throughout the year where they will have somebody on mic and and can hear the announcers in the middle of the game what they did in the all-star game is actually did that with one of the pitchers which you, you'd never see and i would think would be incredibly distracting for the poor pitcher but did make although, some... he, although i tell you what he he i mean he was within a millisecond of of letting the ball go he's still talking i know it I was amazing believe it I, yeah. Yeah. So I, but I, I don't know if, if you uh, were ever in, in the truck to produce an NHL All Star game, but are, are there any, any challenges, any advantages, or anything of doing an All Star game as opposed to a regular game? I, I you know it, it's interesting. I, I I knew you were going to ask me this question for some reason, Cam. <laughs> uh, what, what I what I would tell you is that uh, our friends at Fox in the United States have a, such a huge advantage because a they have such bigger budgets, so much more money, uh, and 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 they also have um, a monopoly on the broadcast, which is to say. When you're doing an all-star game for Major League Baseball, you're the only broadcaster. You don't have to worry about extra announcers being on the field with you. You don't have to worry about extra wireless microphones uh, getting interfered with other wireless microphones. And there's a single focal point from Major League Baseball to cooperate with just you. So, you know, rewind to the NHL all-star game this year. Uh, where was it, Florida? I guess it was in Florida. Yes, I, I take the week off, so I don't care. Um, yeah, but when you think about um, Sportsnet being there, ESPN being there, uh, uh, TVA, the French network being there, and all three networks want the same coverage. All three networks want the same access. So all of a sudden, rather than having one Tom Verducci. 
uh, in a dugout, you'd end up having three Tom Verducci's in the same dugout. And it becomes, it really becomes a giant elephant to try to manage. And it's, and, I, and I've done it on both sides. I did it as a producer uh, doing the game. I did it, uh, and I did it as the league executive coordinating it all for the networks. Um, they are not fun to do. I think Tuesday looked like it was fun to do because the level of cooperation was really, uh, you could see the players were, were into it. Um, I mean, the game is the game, and, and it doesn't really have any meaning anymore. You know, I'm not even sure what the difference between the National League and the American League are anymore. There's no rule changes, so teams are teams. But the players doing what they did, talking all the time, and 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 what you really noticed for me was, uh, and you see this in the regular season, the Latin players will always have a translator with them. Uh, when they're doing a regular season game, say here in Toronto or in New York or San Francisco, well, there were no translators, and I I'm sure that both Fox and Major League Baseball said, "No, you're going to be interviewed, and you're going to speak English," because we all know we all know they can speak English and speak it a lot better than people think. Uh, and I think that was a huge advantage too. John Shannon, NHL insider, our guest. And the one interviewer on Fox uh, was was completely bilingual too, so he was able to ask in English and yes. in Spanish. Yeah, I, I, and as I thought that that added to it, I was I was absolutely uh, like stunned how big of a buy-in the players did, like how engaged they were with the the broadcast, as opposed to you know the broadcast just being kind of in the way as far as the the players' mentality. It seemed to be the opposite of that. Like they they wanted that that intrusion. Yeah, I I, I think we sometimes get a little jaded, Cam. Yeah, uh, because you're so close to a set of athletes that really you know get bombarded. Um, and I think that these guys understand the importance of a night like this. You know, they understand if you if you can sit in, in a uh, in a baseball park like they did and be able to be in five to six million homes as they were. What a great message for the game! What a great message to you know. We always joke about growing the game. Well, that's exactly what they were doing on Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought so. thought they did a good job. Uh, switching to hockey, uh, Keandre Miller signs, re-signs in, uh, in New York with the Rangers uh, two years at 3.872. I would say, you know, somewhat of a comparable of uh, when you're talking about Evan Bouchard in that he's a young, restricted free agent defenseman that plays a lot of minutes. Bowen Byram as well in Colorado who signed a very similar yep. deal, a little bit less. Uh, you think we're getting closer to an Evan Bouchard deal for the Oilers? I think so. I mean, I, I don't think there's concern or, or worry that it's not going to happen. Um, you know, this is this is the one time in a player's career that he really doesn't have full control. This is the one time in a player's career and in the team's um, control of the player that they can actually uh, inflict what they want on the uh, on him. You know, it's that it's that gap between 
his entry-level deal and the long-term deal. The bridge deal is not very advantageous for the player. Uh, and the question then becomes is, is how can you find a common ground in the short term to keep everybody happy, at least that you don't have a player sulking that he's not getting very much money. The Miller one was an interesting one for me because I, I, I actually think the Rangers did very well with that one. Uh, I think that's a, a great price for a guy who is a real difference maker for them. Maybe not uh, offensively, but certainly defensively. And I, I, you know, the, Ian Pulver, who is his agent, understands that. And I, and I think that you know, hitting, trying to hit the home run now was a mistake, and they didn't. They hit a good double. Uh, and then two years from now, when the cap is much higher, there'll be a better chance for. Uh, Keandre Miller and and Pulver uh, to get a a, a long term lucrative deal with the Rangers. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, John Shannon, NHL insider, our guest. Uh, the, uh, the Edmonton Oilers still have to sign Evan Bouchard, Ryan McLeod. Uh, once you get those done, then I can look at uh, any and anything else as far as uh, yeah. the Oilers are concerned. So I, I would think, you know, from the team's point of view, you'd like to get those done sooner than later. Well, but McLeod's in a different animal when you consider the arbitration. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, it, 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 he's he's got a one-year deal. Okay? There you go. It's yeah. done. <laughs> what that number is for one year, or can you... Can you extend it to a second, uh, you know, sign a two-year deal with the player? Does it make sense for him to do a, a bridge deal that way? Uh, I'm not sure it does, um, particularly when you think the cap is at 83.5 this year and it could be 88 next year. Uh, so you, you, you're, you know, you're playing the odds. You're, you're, you're doing something we've seen a lot of, Cam, since July 1st, and that's players betting on themselves. Uh, and Ryan uh, Ryan McLeod has every reason to think that he can he can be that guy and uh, and bet on himself because if he continues the growth that we saw last year and in the playoffs, then there's no reason to think that that can't happen again. Yes, uh, John Shannon, our guest. Uh, give me, uh, do you have an update? How's uh, I know you've you've done the podcast here with Bob McCown for a while, and uh, he's uh, had so, some health issues here lately. He's on the road to recovery, I understand. Yeah, we've done 680 shows on our podcast schedule, so oh. including Mike Bab, including Mike Babcock today, um, and and Bob is home now. Um, you know, he's, he he had a very severe stroke. He's had to relearn how to walk. He's starting to walk again. His speech is slowly coming back, and our hope is that he will be back in the captain's chair sooner than later. But uh, Bob has to learn to be patient, and he has to learn to do the therapy and not cheat. And uh, and we'll be uh, we'll be better for it. So okay. yeah, no. Th- thanks for asking. He's yeah. he, he's home and getting better. So that's a positive sign. Well, good good to hear, John. Thank you very much. Always enjoy having you on. So when you, when's your vacation? I don't what know. What are you doing? Where are you going? Well, Where are you going? Here, it's a staycation. I, I've got uh, Riverhawks baseball games to go to, Elks football games to go to. Last night I was at uh, a live music venue here in town that's lovely. There's so much to do right here, John. I don't have to go anywhere. Ah, oh, yes, that's NHL insider John Shannon, uh, our guest. Royal Pizza, it's pizza, pasta, so much more. 
You get a free two-liter Coke with a purchase of $35 or more online or at the or on the Royal Pizza app. Visit royalpizza.ca. Edmonton Oilers still looking to get deals done with Evan Bouchard and Ryan McLeod. Great to have John Shannon on the show. We've had Joaquin Gage. Uh, we've had Kevin Sawyer. We've talked some Winnipeg Jets. We've talked uh, Edmonton Oilers goaltending. Talked some Major League Baseball All-Star game along with uh, some Oilers news as well. But we're not done yet. No, we made Brendan Escott come in here. I don't know if I got the right mic for you. Do I have it? Is that you? Testing. Oh, One, hey, two, hey. three. How's wow. it going? I actually got it right. <laughs> You're sounding good. Yeah, I was enjoying no, it. Yeah, I have no desk. idea what I'm doing. None at all. Uh, as you know, as I know you've been uh, getting ready for the Elks broadcast, uh, we were talking uh, about small venue music concerts mm-hmm. Ashley Fine Floors text line has been very busy been some great ones oh another one here Scott dug in the slugs at Dancing Shoes I remember that that was at West Edmonton Mall <laughs> I wasn't at that show I just remember the the, the bar you, anything that comes to mind oh, growing up in, in Kamloops did, did, was there anything that that in a smaller venue, no? Well, I, I de- definitely. I've seen a lot of live music, usually in the bigger venues, but uh, the one that comes to mind, so I know we have a texture called Cactus Jack. Uh, the bar that I used to drink at was called Cactus oh, Jack's in I, Kamloops. I've been there. Old Charlie Two yeah. Steps. Um, and we saw Big Wreck there. And it's, it's not a huge venue, right? So you don't get yeah. a, a slew of big shows coming in. No. You know, you've talked a lot of Canadiana. I heard somebody bring Widemouth Mason into yes. the fold. I saw Widemouth Mason open for the Tragically Hip in the first concert I ever saw. I was about seven or eight years old, a little gaffer in City Park in Kelowna with Good my old you. man. And I remember Widemouth Mason kind of stole the show. This would have been a 2002 or three or so, somewhere in there. And uh, yeah, absolutely. So that was a deep cut, a great cut. But if you want to, I mean... That's just good parenting, as far as uh, I'm concerned. Yeah, the old man would be proud. Hey, I got to do, uh, I got to return the favor when they did the fully completely tour. That oh, actually okay. came through Kamloops. So, and that's that's definitely my favorite album of theirs. But uh, yeah, me yeah. too. Small venue wise, I still have to get to the Starlight oh, Room. That's I have heard so wonderful. many good things about it. You do such a good job selling it, by the oh. way. So I got to check it out. I had Lieutenant Eric with me yesterday. Right on. Yes, it was a wonderful time. <laughs> okay, we got Elks are coming up. Yeah, we do. I think they're going to win. I'm ever the optimist, but I, I think they're going to win. You're setting it up. What do you think? Well, there, there's reason to believe it's possible, okay? You've got the 0-5 Elks looking to avoid falling to 0-6 for the first time ever as a CFL franchise. Uh, and Hamilton's coming in 1-3. and And this one win wasn't any prettier than Edmonton's loss last week. It came down to the final play. They uh, they stuffed Dustin Crum of the uh, the Red Blacks and, and like the, he was sprinting. He must had 20, 25 yards of daylight downfield, and they slammed the door on the three or four yard line, and that is how Hamilton ended up winning a game that they weren't really able to muster a lot of offense in. Bo Levi Mitchell was the big offseason acquisition, and he got hurt in the first game. So at the helm of the Tabbies instead is Matthew Schiltz, winless in 10 attempts so far uh, in his career against the West. He is, uh, I guess, his 10 career starts, but 0 5. 
five against the West Division. So, some again, I say reason to believe that Edmonton can get this done. They have to avoid shooting themselves in the foot, though. Oh, yeah. And the amount, the variety of ways that they have found to do this, everything obviously from the play we shall not speak about. <laughs> but even before that, you've got uh, the head coach of the team taking a 10-yard objectionable conduct penalty for standing on the wrong part of the sidelines. So it was, you know, it's it's these deaths by a thousand cuts that end up killing this team over the course of a game. If they can avoid doing that, this Hamilton team is very beatable. Yeah, I, I, I think this is going to be it. But you're right. They do find ways to have victories slip through their fingers. Yes, it was uh, <laughs> they snatched defeat yeah. from the jaws of victory last week, Cam, but uh, yeah. one, of the, one of the big positives I will highlight, that was the first time in 17 games that the Elks didn't surrender a quarterback sack. So, not I wouldn't even credit that a whole bunch to the offensive line, although they did their part, but that's because we finally saw Taylor Cornelius getting out of the pocket, moving the ball with his feet, uh, making quicker decisions with the football when it came to throwing so uh, I, I looked to him building on some things there was there was a lot of things that he can have some confidence from in that loss despite how it ultimately panned out and the O-line I thought the O-line was okay against uh, the Riders better it was better and and there, it should look more normal. They had David Foucault, who had moved from the left side yeah. of it over to right tackle. He goes back home to the left guard position. Brett Boyko, who they signed last week, is getting the start at right tackle this week. And, and so I think it should be a much more traditional look. And I wonder how much that opens up for the run game and and in keeping Cornelius upright. Don't forget about big bad Jagarrett Davis patrolling the uh, defensive line for the Tabbies. Oh, looking forward to it. 5.30 countdown to kick off. Thanks for coming in. My pleasure. I know you're busy, you're doing stuff, and I, and I, I made you work while you were working, so <laughs> thanks. I appreciate it. I'm paid to be here. Yeah, it's all yeah. good. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a break. Cam Moon, Derek Scott. Hey, we got Brendan Escott. He's in here, too. This is Oilers Now on 630 Chad. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Cam Moody and Derek Scott with you this afternoon here on Oilers Now. This day in Oilers history, it's brought to you by New West Travel. Serving travelers since 1979. Book your vacation today at New West Travel. Com. On this day in 2010, Oilers signed local product Sean Bell to a one-year contract. Former first-round pick of the St. Louis Blues, played in five NHL games that year, spending most of his time as an alternate captain with the Oklahoma City Barons before being traded to Colorado for Kevin Montgomery in February. Sean Bell. Local product, played Knights of Columbus here in town. Went on to a great WHL career with the Tri-City Americans, played World Juniors, represented Canada, won a gold medal. Was that the 05 World Juniors? That was an amazing uh, team. Maybe, I, I think personally, the, the best team Canada ever. The only close game was that semifinal with Czech Republic. They blew the doors off everybody else, including uh, Russia, in the final. So there you go. 
Oilers history brought this day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel tonight on 6:30. Chet Edmonton Elks they're going to win tonight. You heard it right here versus the Hamilton Tiger Cats. It's live from Commonwealth Stadium. Brendan Escott he's got that countdown to kick off starting at 5:30. Seven o'clock is the game time tomorrow. Brendan Escott and I will be hosting Oilers now. We don't know what we got going on that yet, but we will figure it out. I promise you that. Up next, a global news, weather, and traffic update with Randy Kilburn, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, then Chelsea on Chet with Chelsea Bird. Thanks very much for listening. Oilers now on 630 Chet.